Viewer discretion advised. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a very extra special episode of Talking Rock with Tom and Jason. I'm Tom. I'm Jason. And today, we'll not only be doing a, a deep dive into one of the most unique bands out there, but we'll also be joined by the incomparable, the indiscernible, the indigestible Alex Morello. Alex is not only an old friend of mine, but he's also the drummer of my current band and the local expert on this band we're about to discuss. Alex, say hello. Hello, world. My name's Alex Barella. I'm the drummer of Thunder Muffin, the most legendary band in New Jersey. Yes, I <laughs> couldn't have said better myself. So before we dive into today's episode, Jason, it's been a little while. How are you doing? Pretty good. Been pretty busy, but uh, you know, life's uh, life's pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. We actually just got a new guitarist in our band. Nice. So do you remember Jake Sissler? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a tall, skinny Bob Ross. It took some convincing, but he's finally in our band now. This guy's super busy, but thank God for him. He made a little time for us, and now he's officially the fifth member of the Muff. So now we have that killer two guitar sound. It should be pretty good for the future. I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do as a musician and what we can really accomplish with him in our group. Nice. The guy's a machine. But anyway, what about you? Any new music news? Uh, music news, uh, not really. I mean, I, I'm just kind of trying to find a band. I mean, I thought I had one, but that, uh, that didn't really end up working out. So, uh, now I'm, uh, now I'm back on the market for agent, but, uh, I am looking and, uh, I think I'm making some strides. Yeah. Not too much, uh, not too much to share right now, but maybe soon. Yeah, that was weird. Those two guys, they wanted something very different than what you were used to. Yeah. If that did work out, that would have been a very interesting dynamic between you three. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably for the best, uh, but onwards and upwards. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to move on? Do you want to move on to uh, Rock News? Let's. So, this has been a very interesting, or we produced this episode. It's probably going to be old news, but this, as of the date, it is June 21st, 2021. So apparently, David Ellison, amidst this whole completely bogus scandal that's going on with him right now, all of his bass riffs for the latest Megadeth album are apparently going to be completely removed, which I think is bullshit. I'm not happy about this. He's one of my favorite bass players of all time. And with that whole scandal thing, if you want to call it, it's literally both him and the girl said nothing happened. So they're just kind of being petty about it now. But that's just me. I'm a huge David Ellison fan. I like Megadeth with David Ellison. And I'm not happy about this news. I completely agree with you. There's no reason for him to be kicked out of the band for something he couldn't even be proved to do, you know? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Although if they do get Jason Newstead in the band, that'd be cool. Oh, that's not happening. (laughs) I know it's not going to happen, but, like, if it does – It'll make this much better. Because I love David Ellison, but I also love Jason Newstead. If Newstead joins Megadeth, James is going back to rehab. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. 
That'd be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't think it'll happen. His wife shot those rumors down. I know. But, uh, I saw that. Anyway, uh, I had the same news, so uh, I don't really have too much more to add except uh, physically just, yeah, that whole situation is weird, and I don't really understand it. So, uh, yeah. I hate it. Right, Alex, what have you got? So, uh, for news of music as a whole, uh, one of the executives of Sony Music has recently retired unexpectedly. One of the guys who pretty much made Sony Music what it is today just kind of didn't want to work anymore. He's been with the company for 51 years and has brought them a lot of money and made a lot of people rich. So that's big news over in Australia right now. I'm still better than the whole David Ellison thing. At least this guy can now retire with his billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. David Ellison got kicked out of a band that he helped found. All right, well, I guess uh, we're done with that. So let's yeah, on a much, much lighter yeah. note, much I think we can lighter. now move on to our totally nonsensical and irrelevant top five for today. So today we will be talking about top five stage names in rock and heavy metal. So because this was your idea, why don't you go first? All right. Uh, and I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really sure what exactly I, uh, where I should start with this list because I knew that number one was clear cut for me, but the rest, I wasn't too sure. So I really had to think, but at number five, I have a uh, Nikki six. I think it's a pretty cool name for a rock star. Frankie. Um, huh? <laughs> it's Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Frankie died. The other. <laughs> and then uh, number four, a guy, a guy named uh, Johnny Thunders who uh, had his own band and also uh, was the guitar player for the New York Dolls. Uh, another uh, n- uh, another person named Johnny at number, at number three, uh, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Johnny Rotten. Uh, number two, Slash. So it's, uh, it's one word and uh, you pretty much uh, know it's pretty rock and roll. Uh, and number girl. one. Uh, what's the clear cut number one for me um, from the misfits which Tom has on his uh, tank top Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't put him on my list <laughs> Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein alright so my list it's well we have one similarity I'll say that okay. alright so at my top spot Ziggy Stardust number four is a man named Ross Sewage like Ross Sewage. He's from a band called Ghoul, Exhumed, and Impaled. He's, I think the vocalists are both Exhumed and Ghoul. And he plays bass in Exhumed. Ghoul is kind of cool. They're sort of like the poor man's version of Guar, except they're still really cool. Like they just wear like these sad things in their heads. They spray people with fake blood. It's really cool. Anyway, number three is Buckethead. Dude who wears the KFC bucket on his head. Right. Number two was Slash, because Slash. And the top spot for me was a no-brainer. This is Odorous Urungus from Guar. G-War. <laughs> Alright, so Alex, you read your, your list earlier, and yours yeah. is much different than both of ours. So I, I scoured the dark web for these names, so don't be surprised. First one, Guitarist of the Offspring, Noodles. Born Kevin Wasserman. 
Second one from Velvet Acid Jesus. His name is Disease Factory. He was born Brian Erickson. Number three from Mayhem. This man was born with the name Jorn Stubberdub, and he goes by Necro Butcher. At number four, we have Crocus Behemoth from, he was a singer of Rocket from the Tunes and Pere Udu. He was born David Thomas. And then the final one, which is my favorite, he is the guitarist of Immortal. His name is Demonaz Doom Occulta. He was born Harold Navdal. That's my five. Demonaz. Very different lists. Yeah. <laughs> Just mayhem on there. I knew Noodles because The Offspring is one of my favorite bands of all time, but the other ones were just freaking psychotic. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, Tom, I don't, I don't think um, I don't think we've actually gotten to saying, I mean, I'm sure people will know it because they clicked on the episode, but I don't think people, uh, we have told them yet uh, what episode it is that we are reviewing today. And since you chose this one, why don't you introduce it and then I'll get into album notes. Excellent. So in case you didn't see it from clicking on the video that you're listening to right now, today we will be reviewing Audio. Toxicity by System of a Down. One of my personal favorite albums. Now, Jason, tell us a little bit about this album. It is System of a Down's second album. It was released in 2001, exactly one week before the horrible events on September 11th, 2001. Uh, the album has been critically acclaimed. Some songs deal with political themes, while others do not. Uh, the band is from Southern California, and the album cover features the words System of a Down written out in place of the iconic Hollywood sign. The songs are not very long, and most of the songs have one-word titles. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good summarization. Also worth noting, not only from Southern California, but most of the band, they're from Armenia, right. or they're of Armenian descent, which actually is the core focus of a lot of their music. Mm -hmm. In fact, the whole thing going on in Armenia right now is how they released two of their latest singles. It literally took a war to get them to come out of retirement to make new music. It's kind of bittersweet. I love System of Down. I love hearing anything from these guys. The new tracks were really good, but we'll talk about well, that. I don't really know much from System of a Down, and I only knew, uh, I think, one song on here, which was Chop Suey. Chop Suey. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this was all new for me. But I kind of I kind of like knew what they sounded like. But, uh, yeah. All right. So track number one, The Prison Song. Those heavy fucking notes in the beginning. It's like so industrial almost. I Every time I hear this in my car, I put it on my turntable because I have this on vinyl. I get chills every time. This just gives me such a rush of adrenaline. And I love the lyrics too. Like all research and successful... Ah, all research and successful drug policies show that treatment should be increased. Law enforcement decrees while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences. Try saying that 10 times fast. Serge did. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Yeah. I sing along with this in my car like all the time. I was like out of breath by the time I'm done because they just go so ham on this song, both Serge and Darren. Darren's doing more like screaming, but Serge is doing like the straight up vocals. So, what, first time hearing this song, what did you think of it? Okay. Um, yeah, well, very heavy was my first thought. 
uh, right from the get-go. Um, it's kind of odd how it stops multiple times at the beginning. Uh, I, I was like, what, what is going on? Picado shorts, Picado riffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the vocals are so weird, and I don't even know how <laughs> else to describe them. Oh, so, they get weirder. Trust yeah, me. You did a pretty good job. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I have no idea what they even say during some of the lyrics. So the fact that you knew some of the words is impressive to me. It's frightening to me. <laughs> Alex, what did you think? Uh, for an opening song, I think it's really hard hitting, really catches your attention. Not only the music itself, but the lyrics too. It's uh, very politically charged, tries to send a message about how the U.S. should change their prison system. And uh, I think it's overall a good song with pretty uh, cut to the point message. Yeah, System of Down, they're not exactly the biggest fans of America or Armenia or anywhere. I think they just want change. I think they hate everyone. They literally won't come to the East Coast, which kind of sucks. Alex actually flew out to, I think, what was it, Las Vegas? Yeah, Las Vegas. He flew out to Las Vegas to see them. Cool. But yeah, like, I don't think, do you have anything else to say about this? Not this time. All right. You? No. All right. I think, go on. Yeah. We can move on to Needles. Needles. <laughs> needles. If this song isn't about heroin, I don't know what the fuck it's about. Yeah. Sewing. First thought. Yeah, it's kind of a wacky intro, almost. It goes from like wacky and kind of tingly sounding almost to the straight up chugging, heavy fucking bash your head against a mirror riff. They they do that a lot. They go from nice and calm and quiet to exploding, basically, for lack of better words. Like that's kind of a system of a down staple, and that's one of the reasons why I love them. Because, again, it's a straight-up rush of adrenaline. And yeah. I, I love the lyrics, too. Like, they talk about, like, you, a parasite. My tapeworm tells me what to do. Pull the tapeworm out of your ass. Pull the tapeworm out of your ass! <laughs> Another heavy I, I did, guitar. Yes, heavy guitar. Strange lyrics. Like, I did a double take when I first heard this. Like, wait a minute. Pull the tapeworm out of my ass. I thought this song was about heroin. <laughs> now about tapeworms. Yeah, some some harsh vocals at times too. And uh, yeah, I feel like I'm especially the breakdown. Needles. Like sitting in my room with a needle in my hand, waiting for the tune of someone dying in. Fuck. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely though sensing a theme with how this album is going to sound, even just early on. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. That's know for that. damn sure. I didn't really have too much more to say about this one. Uh, Alex? Um, I like this song. Uh, the way it's written overall, like how it changes from going to a blast beat to straight to a bash beat, I think is really interesting. Drums. Um, the lyrics obviously are very intriguing and really draw your attention for someone who's listening to this for the first time. Um, even the guitar work, on the song, very, very like high pitched guitar, really catches your ear, makes you want to listen more. Yes, definitely. I guess it's addicting, which is fitting considering the subject matter. Well, uh, All right, we got on to one of my favorite songs on the album, Dear Dance, track three. Yeah. Dear Dance. 
Actually, Alex and I have jammed on this a couple of times at practice. Really hard to play bass and sing at the same time. <laughs> and also, it's about child soldiers. I, I like this one a little more, though. At least during the more melodic parts of the song. I love this song. One of the radio songs. Really? <laughs> this? It is. A song about child soldiers is played in the radio? <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Like pushing little children with the fully automatics. They like to push the weak around. <laughs> when I tried singing this in practice, it took literally every muscle in my upper body to sing this. <laughs> like um, every face muscle, every muscle on my torso, even my legs, like every muscle in my entire body. It was insane. I literally explode with adrenaline every time I hear this. Like literally to get ready for work, I blast a song and lift weights. And that's like a really, really incredible rush. Also, it's about child soldiers. I don't know if I'd mentioned that, but yes, pushing little children with their fully automatics. They like to push the weaker. <laughs> I love it. So what do you think of this song? Yeah, like I said, I liked it a little bit more. Um, the singing is kind of more like talking and shouting and singing for a lot of it. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rhythm is really good. I thought into but by the end of this song, even though we're only three songs into this, um, I'm officially ready to, de to declare System of a Down as a weird band. Yes. <laughs> I was like that after the first song of the album. <laughs> I gave them a little even, time, but yeah. yeah. That's not even the weirdest song of the album, which is even better. <laughs> they keep your attention throughout the entire album. But this is such a great song. Actually, there's one performance of them, I think, in 02. It's at Pink Pop or Reading Festival, where right before they do the chugging at the end, Darren actually jumps into the audience. <laughs> He's, like, moshing with them. Like, he gives his guitar to a security guard. The security guard looks at him like, wait, what are you doing? And they see Darren fly into the audience. Like, whoa, wait, what is he doing? <laughs> the security guards, they weren't put there to protect System of Down. They were there to protect the audience from Darren. <laughs> But yeah, that being said, I think we can move on to one of my other favorite songs on the album, Jet Pilot, track four. Wired with the eyes of the horse of the Jet Pilot, when it's smart when it flew over the brain. Again, this is another song, same with Deer Dance. We jammed on this to practice, and I tried singing it. And actually, we had Danny sing it, too, at one point. This is hard. It's a very hard song to sing if you don't know exactly where the lyrics go. <laughs> Plus, it's just talking really fast or yelling, screaming. He's surging really fast. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. Now, what the song is about is actually beyond me. Yeah. Well, I, Local I, system of a down expert. Do you have any idea what the song is about? Based on the chorus and just the chorus, not the, not the verse, not the intro, just the chorus. My guess is basically a story coming from the eyes of a pilot bombing the shit out of the village. That's my take on it. Just the chorus that I don't, I can't speak for everything else in it. Just the chorus. That's what I get out of it. But uh, other than the lyrics, it's a fun song to play. Just a blast beat the whole time. Really fun to play on all instruments. It's chugging on bass the entire time, basically. Yeah. And a cool slide thing. Actually, no, without. Yeah, that is a slide thing for both Deer Dance and and what's it? Drawing a blank. Jet Pilot. Thank you. It's past my bedtime. All right. So, what do you think about this song? Well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't write a lot about it, but I said that uh, I do like the guitar, 
and uh, the lyrics are very repetitive and very weird, which we've kind of... Literally one of the few things I wrote about this is, wired were the eyes of the horse of the jet pilot. It's just in all caps. <laughs> That's all I needed. <sighs> all right, so I think we can move on to the next song, simply titled X. It's short, it's simple. I don't think they actually say X in the song. Again, with the wacky intro that explodes into a fucking mosh fest. Like the chugging, heavy notes. Like, tell the people! Tell the people that are right! We don't need to multiply! We don't need to multiply! Again, with the surging. It's not rapping, it's not screaming, it's not yelling. It's simply just surging. She's being Armenian at a fast tempo. <laughs> He's being metal Armenian. What do you think about this song? Um, well, it's another song uh, with weird and repetitive lyrics. Uh, I looked at the lyrics, uh, and I have no idea what the song is about. Still, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's also it's kind of a it has a little bit of a punk sound to it. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a screamy Armenian punk sound. <laughs> All right, Alex actually knows what this song's about, so enlighten this folk. Yes, yeah, so this song is, at least uh, as long as for, uh, for most of the lyrics, it is roughly about basically the people of a civilization telling their governments that they don't have to do what the government says they have to do. So if we don't have to expand our cities as if we don't need to multiply... If we don't want to expand our borders, we don't have to. If, if, like, if our government wants to invade a country, people can say we don't have to. That's pretty much what this song's all all about. It's basically the people revolting against a corrupt government. So it pretty uh, much is a punk song. Pretty much yeah. Armenian anarchy. I yeah, like it. I would classify it as punk because a lot of systems influence comes from punk. Punk, and I remember Sir saying he also really likes Iron Maiden, which kind of explains the kind of chugging or galloping, if you will. Like they use, it's sort of like a a horse walking with a limp, if you will. Like, sort of like that. Instead of like the full, like this horse has a wounded leg, and that's sort of the gallop that inspires most of their music. Fun facts about Serge Tonkin. We can make an entire podcast just talking about him. But yeah, I don't think we don't need to multiply on that. I think we really said everything we need to say about the song. So this next song you said you actually know, which is Chop Suey. Yeah, that's like, I think that's probably the only system of a down song. That you don't I have know. to listen to metal to know this song. Because <laughs> it's on every radio station. It's yeah. like one of their few radio like I, hits. I've heard this like before, for sure. Uh, what a weird name for this song chop suey. i don't even think they, they mentioned chop suey in the song <laughs> um, which actually our band started doing as well making titles that are completely irrelevant to the rest of the song it's in the music video what chop suey oh well so i guess it does have some kind of tie in <laughs> but the song itself i don't even think system of a down knows what it's about i i do know that the song is weird and uh and i but i do like it because it's fun to listen to even though the lyrics aren't necessarily fun, but just the song is fun to listen to. And uh, I love the part with the "Why have you forsaken me?" like that kind of breakdown. It kind of shows Serge's more melodic side. Like yeah. it's not just like screaming or shouting or surging, if you will. More than half of their music is very melodic. Yeah, the way it's structured, though, 
and the and song is pretty cool and different. Yes, different is definitely the word I would use to describe this. Serge's solo stuff is pretty good too. Like that has a very melodic sound, so I could tell like which songs that he contributed on when it came to writing. I can tell he definitely wrote a good portion of this, just judging by how it sounds. It's weird. Alex, do you have any idea what this song's about? Um, not off the top of my head, but if I were to guess, based on the lyrics, it would probably be something along the lines of commemorating fallen souls of victims to war, just based on the lyrics and the chorus and the bridge. But uh, Why'd I, you leave the kids up on the table? You wanted to. Key. The keys oh, the keys. Me. I thought it was kids. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? He's saying it so damn fast. I swear he, he was saying kids. <laughs> yeah, the, the verse, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But for the chorus, that's just my guess. I might be wrong, but that's what I'm getting out of this. But songs aren't supposed to have definite meanings. It's left entirely up to the listener. Oh, yeah. It's entirely like up to you to decide what it's actually about. For all I know, they actually are saying kids. <laughs> If we ask System of Down what they're saying, they're probably going to say, yes. That's it. That's what we're saying. <laughs> also, Serge and Darren harmonizing, like them harmonizing with their voices. Another System of Down staple. I love that. Because their voices are so different. Because Darren's like kind of a higher register. Serge is more like lower. Every now and then they'll swap it out. But like them together, it's a beautiful thing. They need to come here to the East Coast. Hopefully. Hopefully, while we're all fairly young. <laughs> all right, do you have anything else to say about this, either one of you? Not on this one. All right, so this next song is actually <laughs> another one of my all-time favorites, and another song that we've jammed on at Thunder Muffin Practice. This is Bounce. Now, to those of you out there listening to us now, if you haven't heard this song, or think you haven't heard this song, you probably have. If you remember, this one movie came out a couple years ago called Secret Life of Pets. In the trailer, they show this poodle by a stereo. His owner leaves, so he turns on the stereo, and this song comes on. It's, it, you look at the lyrics, it's about pogo sticks. It's about an underground pogo stick tournament. You have some metal band singing about like death, others singing about drug abuse. These guys are singing about pogo sticks. <laughs> it's incredible. Like during the beginning of the song, Darren's literally saying, Poka, 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 yeah, poka, 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 bounce. <laughs> it just makes you want to grab a pogo stick and start moshing on it. <laughs> it's possible. I try it. I break every bone in my body, but that's fine. It's all in the name of System of Down. Now, what did you think of this song? Uh, interesting lyrics, but I kind of like the pogo, pogo, pogo parts. <laughs> it's hilarious like you don't expect it yeah I'm like yeah, of all the, things pogo sticks some of i the, brought my pogo stick just to show her a trick she had so many friends yeah some of the uh the background noises are odd <laughs> yes i don't know just it's weird that's pretty much what i'm getting yes at. It's weird it is it really is and I think there is some kind of goofy, convoluted meaning to this. Like, it's not uh, apparently not about an underground pogo stick tournament. Hmm. Is it? I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't I, know I couldn't be able to tell you. I know every system song has a meaning. I'd, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. It's amazing. But uh, for my take on this song, wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. 
it's fun to play, but uh, as far as the song structure, kind of boring, kind of repetitive, kind of follows every other thrash metal song. I feel like they could have done more with it, but it's fun to play, though, I will say. I especially love the part at the end where it's not a breakdown per se, but it's like that. I just want to like get on a pogo stick and bounce up and down to that. <laughs> When they play it live, I think everyone, and I mean everyone in the entire arena, bounces up and down to that at the behest of Mr. Tonky and himself. Or Darren, other or. It's sort of like a dual frontman thing. Darren usually says some kind of incomprehensible nonsense, which is normally funny as hell. And then he says something really deep and probably political. <laughs> they go from like one extreme to another. They talk about heroin and then they talk about pogo sticks. That's just system over down in a nutshell. But I think that's really all I have to say about this song, and I don't think either one of us can say anything else about it. Yeah. <laughs> Except Pogo, 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 Pogo. Okay. Forest. 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 One of my favorites. This is heavy as hell. Like, walk with me, my little child, through the forest of denial. First of all, I love the rhyming scheme. I'm a sucker for a song that has a good rhyming scheme. Gives it that kind of like flowingness, if you will. It just feels like poetry. And like, actually, this song really isn't one of my favorites on the album, but I still really love it for what it is. Like, if I were to pull up a track list of this album, I wouldn't put the song on first. I'll put on like Deer Dance or Jet Pilot, even Bells. But still, for what's worth, I appreciate the song for what it is because it just really, like I said, is heavy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. What have you got to say about it? Um, I I like it more than most of the songs, and uh, melody is really important to me, and the vocal melody is really good. Um, the riff is good, and so is the guitar playing. That is just the one that's played over the verse vocals, and uh, it's crazy that this was the longest uh, song on the album like in terms of time, like uh, it was four minutes exactly, but that's the longest one on here. There's more than two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Short and sweet. Although, like I said, these guys are great songwriters. They're capable of writing something that's four minutes even and having killer melody. Like I said, Serge's solo stuff, it's like, he probably wrote this song or at least contributed a good portion to writing this song. It just has like that kind of melodic... Actually, I actually think Darren's pretty good at writing melodies, too. I'm not as familiar with his solo stuff as I am with Surge. Well, Darren, wrote, Darren writes most of those lyrics for System. Uh, Surge didn't really start writing much until around Hypnotize, Mesmerize. Most of the writing is actually done by Darren on this album. And then Chavo and John are there as well. <laughs> yeah. But we'll talk more about Chavo a little later on because I have a little spiel that I want to go on. And I think you know what song I'm talking about. And I think you might even know what song. No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it out. All right, so I really don't have too much else to say about Forest, so I think we can move on to Atwa. It's the first song on Side B. Now, Jason, just out of curiosity, do you know what Atwa is? No. I think you know what it is. Of course. Enlighten us. Atwa is a environmental movement originally pushed by Charles Manson. Yes, the Charles Manson, the one you're thinking of right now. It stands for air, trees, water, animals. 
basically it's a movement that is designed to put the environment before humanity in case of whatever happens because back then they believed the earth was dying is it not still we say that now look at back then they said in the 70s earth's gonna die there we're still living today true but basically that was a movement back then didn't really take on much but they're still active today darren being a huge charles manson fan took a liking to this movement and decided to write a song about it so this song is actually a dedication to Manson and to the movement itself. Wait, so he likes Manson? I don't know. I think Darren only likes the environmental aspect of Manson. At least I hope he does. He okay. likes his theories and his beliefs. I hope that's all he likes. Hopefully not all his beliefs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't want to see Darren carve a swastika into his head in the future. That would not be good. That would not be good at all. But I love the lyrics, like, you don't care about how I feel. I don't feel it anymore. Because Serge is, again, surging hardcore in that entire <laughs> part of the song. <laughs> like, putting that Armenian girth and madness into it. It's truly incredible and truly heavy as hell. Oh, I, like, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Get past the subject matter. It's a good song. And even with the subject matter, it's not like it's the worst part of Manson's ideology. I mean, Manson's not paint, but like, I guess he likes the earth, which that's okay, right? All the hippies do. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know what to feel about it. Because, <laughs> well, like, yeah. this is Charles freaking Manson here. Yeah. It's melodic, a lot of it, and uh, the yeah. song. And uh, especially the intro. Yeah. I love that. Like, it goes that, like, that from that like, nice, calm kind yeah, of melodic. Like, hallelujah. Thank God it's. <laughs> it's mostly based around melody. Um, <laughs> the the high backing vocals uh, make a positive impact. Um, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the the deep back, backing vocals that that shout the word anymore. Like that's a little rough for me. I love but, it. Uh, yeah. Or Darren doing that kind of not quite death metal growl, but Darren is Darrening very well in this song. I mean, there's like some screamo sort of stuff on this record, but yeah, like it's a kind of death metal growl. Yeah, again, I call it darning or surging. Like that's the best way I could describe it with my normal, like non-system of a down mind. These are four very unique minds, like making up this band. We were just beyond that of us basic average human beings, especially considering John the Mind, the drummer, is. Speculated to be a robot. Did you see that theory on the internet? Like either one of you? I have. It's ridiculous. They think John Domain's a robot. Started as a meme. <laughs> yeah. Because like there's a performance where I think it's at the same one I mentioned earlier. Every member of the band looks like they jumped out of a swimming pool. Like they're all soaked in sweat. And John Domain's totally fine. Like there's not even a bead of sweat on him at all. And he didn't miss a single note. You want to know the secret to that? It. He has a fan next to him. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the dark web is like, no, he's a robot. <laughs> he's not real. Plus, in Chop Suey's uh, music video, he is more digitally like created than the other members for some reason. He they looks use, like he used more CGI on his face, pretty much. He looks like Henry Cavill in the just the Justice or what's it called, 
I forget the name. Jocelyn. That's it. I was trying to block his memory out of my mind because that movie sucked. But he looks like Superman in Joss Whedon's Justice League. <laughs> like his face just looks horrible. The real like some kind of render. It looks like if they made a System of a Down Guitar Hero game. The real Justice League, Tom. <laughs> Excuse no, I disagree. <laughs> hey, it's the one that came out as Justice League. Justice League. <laughs> Just we see the Zack Snyder one. That was the original vision. But again, this is an entire different discussion. For yeah, I just like getting you going. Plug Justice League. All it's right. Uh, science. Really, really bad. Science. Song. Darren's a fucking beast at guitar and vocals. At this point, listening to the album, I had such an unbelievable adrenaline. Like, just straight up adrenaline rush. I was playing on my, my what's it called? I could think today. It's past my bedtime. Turntable. Turntable. Thank you. I'm tired. It's past my bedtime. I have my turntable rigged up to my old bass amp. It's 9.30. Yeah. Dude, I wake up at 8.30 every day. I'm in bed by like 10 o'clock. What is <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, like I blasted this through my giant-ass 120-watt speaker. So, like, I'm writing this down. I almost crushed my pen because I was, like, so hyped up. Like, my handwriting gets progressively worse throughout my entire notes just because I was so hyped up. And this song definitely helped. And they do this really cool, like, Middle Eastern style breakdown in this song. Yes. So good. Personally, this is, uh, I'd say, my number one favorite on this album. Just because of uh, the way it's written. Uh, the song starts playing uh, more of like a Middle Eastern beat that turns into a straight four beat. And it's just very interesting. I, I haven't seen any other bands really do that much. And the way the song changes, it completely turns into a different song halfway through. Um, lyrics itself are very interesting, very well uh, executed. Uh, one of personally, I'd say it's my favorite song on this album. Um, definitely one of my favorites that the band has put out too. I love the part where he yells "century" too, like "century, century, century, century." Go again with the surging. He injects himself with pure straight up Tonkin before he goes to the studio. I definitely uh I definitely had a different take, but that's fine. I just I said it was okay. Just I didn't <laughs> think it was the worst, but not a fan of it really. Um, some of the elements of the song are cool though, like meaning like the additional stuff, like and the sounds and everything that they brought in, like in the background. So this is your first time really doing a deep dive in the system, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I knew, I think the only songs I knew were, um, I think, Chop Suey and Sugar, I think. But, Sugar. Yeah. Another one of my favorites. That's a different album, but like still, like those two really good songs. Yeah. But yeah, like if you're going into this for the first time, your reactions are perfectly understandable. For someone who's never even li like listened to anything from System of Down before, like anyone who hasn't like, spend an entire year and a half listening to this band nonstop, like me, their reactions are probably going to be just like yours. Like, what the fuck? With the occasional, oh, I like that. All right. Let's move oh, yeah, on. I love this. The Middle Eastern breakdown of the song is really fucking badass. All right. Shimmy. 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 Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Break of dawn. Yeah. I couldn't help but shimmy along with this. I guess it's like kind of a shimmy... I mean, I was throwing my neck out, shimmy along to this, but like, it has like kind of beat to it, if you know what I mean. Speaking of beats, they do a freaking jazz beat breakdown. Like, 
John Mayan does a straight up jazz drum beat in this. Like it's it's so much fun. What do you think of this? Um, basically, what the fuck is wrong with the people who write these lyrics? <laughs> you want to list them just a summary. <laughs> um, the title is fun though, Shimmy. Shimmy. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I, I, uh, I thought it was good. The uh, the kind of the it's like short, but they do like a little, little jazz part at one point. I kind of like that. Yeah, that was really cool. Alex, what do you think? Um, I like this song. It's a it's a good listen. Fun to play too. Um, lyrics are fun. I uh, I don't know the exact message this song is pushing, but. My guess from uh, the chorus, it's trying to push for educational reform in the Middle East. That's my guess. That's been a big topic for a lot of things. But uh, I like this song, though. It's, it's a fun song to listen to. has a lot of unique changes throughout the song. thought it was fun to listen to. And I love the indoctrination of our nation line. <laughs> like, that kind of made me think, like, maybe this is about education reform. Because things are a little wacky over there in yes. the Middle East. It's an understatement of the century. <laughs> but system, that's why System of Down's here. They're here to let us know, like, hey, yeah, your country's fucked up. My country's fucked up. We're all fucked up. We hate everyone. Listen to our music. <laughs> also, pogo sticks. Yes. <laughs> Plenty of pogo sticks. Next on the track is Toxicity. The title track. It is technically on the B side if you're looking at it. From a vinyl perspective, one of the most 12. overplayed songs. <laughs> I agree. Although that intro gets me every single time. That kind of calm, melodic intro. I figured you might like this because, again, it's more melodic. Well, and these guys are capable from going from a nice, calm, melodic riff like that to straight up exploding in your face again. I did think the chorus was good. And, uh, Disorder! Yeah. Disorder! Paint, uh, backing vocals. Like at times, if you listen carefully, that are nicely integrated into the song. And I just think it's a cool name for a song and an album. Yeah, it's definitely Toxicity. Especially, it's pretty cool that this is on the B side of the record. Like the title track is just far into the track list. They did that on purpose. They do, they're, they do everything backwards, but in a goofy yet educational kind of way. System of a Down in a nutshell. Yeah. This is actually the first System of a Down song I learned to play on drums. Oh, cool. And to this day, I hate playing. <laughs> I've played it too many times. I know that feeling all Still too well. Still a good song, but there's, I would never play this in a band. <laughs> never. Jeez. Now I'm almost tempted to learn it just out of spite. Because <laughs> why not, right? Okay, psycho. All right. It seems like we all have the same universal opinion on toxicity. So, yeah, Psycho. So, remember the guy Shavo I, I mentioned earlier? Shavo Udajian, the bass player. This guy is a fucking beast. That bass intro, it's hard. If your forearm isn't made out of iron, this is very difficult to play. We tried jamming on this, actually, when the muff first started. It was difficult. But fun song to play, though. Like the psycho groupie, cocaine crazy, psycho groupie, go, makes you high, makes you right. Psycho groupie, cocaine crazy, psycho groupie, go. 
I think he just like it's the power of Surge's goatee that gives him the strength. Kind of like realistic XPL adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> rubber baby buggy rubbers. Rubber baby buggy rubbers. Yeah, the lyrics are definitely crazy. And They're it, uh, psychotic, the song, and I love it. The song yeah, sounds pretty song complex. Part. It'd be false advertising if the lyrics weren't psychotic. <laughs> yeah, the ending part of the song was the best part for me, though. Like, yes, the calm kind of fade out. Yeah. It's a really cool rolling bass line that I remember really enjoying playing. Like a... And it just kind of fades out, sort of. But it's so much fun to play. It goes from that one extreme to another thing that I mentioned earlier. Like, they go from that nice, calm, melodic, beautiful masterpiece to exploding in your face with that kind of three-legged horse. Granted, that galloping riff isn't used on this, but still, it's it's fast. It's exploding. It's psychotic. Also, Shavo's a really good bass player. Definitely uh, one of my favorites on this album. Um, it's the way the song is written. It's the way it like the peaks and valleys of how the song flows with its um, with everything in it. It's a very beautiful song. Fun to play. Fun to listen to. Um, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Also, worth noting, Shavo Dajian has one of the coolest beards in metal. Like, on par with ZZ Top. Like, it's sort of like a dreadlock coming out of his chin. <laughs> like, he has a really long beard that's probably down to his balls at this point, And it's braided. And that's all the hair he has in his entire body. Like, I think he shaves everything except his beard and his eyebrows. <laughs> of the entire time, system's been a thing. Like, since, I want to say, late 90s. Shavo hasn't changed a bit, and it's funny as hell. He's the only one that's remained perfectly consistent. Everyone else looks like kind of gray, but Shavo literally just looks the same. <laughs> the Shavo beard, the Odajian. But yeah, I think we can move on to yeah. the next. The next track number fourteen song, is it? It's kind of like the last song, sort of. Yeah. Last two songs. Yeah, that we'll talk about that very last song in a bit. But for, track number fourteen, Aerials, they kind of go out with kind of a sh- like it's okay, calm down. Like this is the calm after the storm. It's a really good song, and I guess this is the closest thing to a ballad system of down has ever gotten. So Serge probably wrote it because Serge actually has written ballads before. But it's pretty calm. There's even almost as like there's a string section too, like violins. Uh, I'd say artificial strings. Yeah, like synth. They probably had like a studio musician or like a keyboardist come in there. But it's really cool. It's really well done. What are the lyrics about? Like, do you know? Aerials, I'd say bombings. Sounds about right. Most likely what it's about. Jason, what do you think? I don't, I don't, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's something about something in the sky, but I, I wasn't really paying too much attention. No, I was asking what you thought about the song. Oh, uh, no, I, I mean, I was paying attention to that. I thought you were asking me about the lyrics, but... Uh, oh, yeah, no. The lyrics are entirely up for interpretation. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the song itself, what did you think? I thought the lyrics were better, though. But uh, the intro guitar that is used throughout the song is neat, um, along with, uh, yeah, like that violin or whatever at the beginning. Um, the song that sounds... It's, it is the song that sounds the best and most complete to me um, on... The record 
and it's heavy, but it's not heavy metal. And uh, and a song doesn't have to be heavy metal to be heavy. I think. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Very well said. Yeah, it's uh, I I like this song a lot. It's it's got a lot of unique um, parts to it. Just the overall aesthetic of the song is very nice. It's very calming, but it also makes your head bang too. Mm. Uh, I like this song a lot. System in a nutshell. And this isn't even the last song of the album either. So there's actually this next song on Spotify. I think it's out in the open, but on the record, like the actual vinyl record right here in my hands as we speak, it's listed as hidden track. And it's called Arto or Artu? Arto. 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 I don't know what this song is about. It's well, like a Middle Eastern something. Yeah, I can actually help you with that a little bit because I looked it up. And uh, okay, I mean, I guess it's yeah. Is this song like part of Ariel's kind of or is this not? It's a hidden track. Okay. I think it even says that on I have the CD in front. Because of me. like on Spotify, it's listed as like a different track. I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh, it's not even listed on the CD. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, according to Wikipedia, it's an adaptation of a traditional Armenian church hymn called Dur Vogormia, which translates into Lord have mercy. Arto. That's pretty cool, actually. They're really, I love how they're keeping true to the Armenian heritage. Yeah, I think it's named after some guy, Arto or something, who, Arto. who I guess played on this song. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, their system of down. The titles don't have to have anything to do with their music. <laughs> we started doing that in our band as well. <laughs> so the system influence there. These guys are influencing our music and just the way we act on stage too. Definitely one of my biggest influences, drumming and bass wise. Just the way I write things, play things. They've, definitely a big influence on me. Yes, definitely. And they've definitely become more of an influence for me as well, just for stage presence and just like what they do in and out of the studio. They're just psychotic. They're that beautiful kind of psychotic that makes every show memorable. But yeah, I think now we can say our final grades for this album. Okay. So my final grade for this album is A++++++. I fucking love this album. Like very few albums for me are perfect, and this actually like borders perfection for me. Sure, it has its ups and downs, but the downs really aren't that low. Their system of a downs, <laughs> but they're like every song I love. I don't even give a shit about the political undertones. Like they sing about freaking pogo sticks for heaven's sakes. How can I not love a metal band that sings about pogo sticks? It's amazing. What about you, uh, Alex? My rating for this, um, compared to the other four LPs they released, I would not say it's my favorite just as because of how polished it is. Definitely up there. I'd, I'd rank it, uh, I'd say number three of the five. Um, it had, had some of my favorite songs by them, but as an album in general, not the first I would pick to listen front to back, but still a very good album and a very influential album to a lot of newer bands that have arisen in the early 2000s. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, what did you think? But, For did, someone who lost their a, system of down virginity. Yeah, well, did Al- Alex, did you give a letter grade? I didn't hear. A uh, letter grade? Yeah. Um, say B minus. Okay. Yeah, I am a little bit different than uh, the two of you. I'm closer to... Uh, you, Alex, and Tom, but uh, it gets a C from me. Wow. Um, I really didn't know how to grade this one, um, but about halfway through, I could tell it was trending into C territory for me, and it kind of just stayed that way. Um, I'm just being honest. Honestly, it's just, Fair. it's not my thing, and I don't get it. Fair. And uh, I don't see what's so great about it. I thought for the most part, the lyrics were pretty bad, actually. I wasn't going. I can agree with that. I'm a fan of them. I agree. I wasn't going to go less than a C because I'm trying to be objective, um, and I I know and I am, uh, you know, kind of. I do think it's cool that they took risks, um, and that some of them did work. I thought, um, but I really couldn't go higher than a C either. Um, so I'm going with C since a C on a grading scale is about average. I love this album. <laughs> I know the lyrics. I wouldn't call the lyrics bad. Just like wacky is the word I would use. By the yeah, way, I like mean, I said, I own two physical copies of this album on CD <laughs> and vinyl. So it's definitely one of my favorites. It's just, it's definitely, of, it's definitely weird and different. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be, but, uh, you know, it's always good to try new things and I don't, I think it was fine. Yeah, I don't think it was t- like terrible or anything. Yeah, it's not your thing though. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like I said, for someone who lost their system of a down virginity, your reactions were perfectly like understandable. For yeah, someone who's I never heard system like of down, the songs more than others, as I said during the yeah. review. So yeah, for someone who's like not as much of a huge system of down fan as either me or Alex, and who was never really did a deep dive into them. Mm-hmm. They probably listen to this and go, "What the fuck?" Like Pogo yeah, Six, Jet Pilots, Psychos, Cocaine, <laughs> Middle Eastern music. What is this? Uh, I guess that's pretty much it for uh, today's episode. But uh, yeah, we have one more left in this season of Talking Rock with Tom and Jason, season two. And, uh, that and is this going- last episode is going to be a doozy. Yeah, that is going to be a. Uh, an album that neither Tom or I have really listened to before. I've heard li- like little clips of, but uh, it's supposed to be pretty bad. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to see how, how bad it is, but uh, it's Lulu, the, uh, the collaboration between Metallica and Lou Reed. And we may have a guest or two for that episode, but that is coming up next. Excellent. Until then, this has been Alex Borello, drummer of Thunder Muffin. Goodbye, Wolf. I'm Tom. I'm Jason. This has been Talking Rock with Tom and Jason. We'll see you soon.